Hello, I'm Wanda Boker, and this is Save the World Every Day, a podcast dedicated to choices we make every day to address the big problems that feel out of our control, but keep us up late at night anyway. Save the World Every Day is a conversation about what we can do as individuals and as a community to tackle the problems that are most important to us. If you like what you hear, please add us to your favorite RSS feed like Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. And check out our sister blog by the same name at savetheworldeveryday.com. Today I'm speaking with Becky Chandler, who recently moved to Maryland from Wales in the United Kingdom, and her mom, Kate, who came to visit her daughter and found herself trapped here in Habitat Grace, Maryland to live out the COVID-19 pandemic sheltering in place in a community she didn't know, in a country quite different than her own. I'm so glad to speak with Becky and Kate because their experience personifies the idea that we are one human family and that we are all neighbors, even if oceans divide us. Are we going to save the world by chatting about our COVID-19 experiences? Of course not. But especially now, that COVID-19 spreads around the world, ignoring borders, ethnicity, and religion, it's hitting us all. We will overcome this challenge more effectively if we remember that we are truly one human family. So Becky and Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. much. (laughs) Now, Becky, you've only recently moved to the United States. I understand that you were here last year uh, visiting your then fiance, now husband. And so you got to know Habitat Grace a little bit, but you moved here for good in February. Was coronavirus on your mind when you were taking that flight? What were you thinking? So I think I've maybe been one of the later people to sort of understand how serious this has been so it wasn't really on my mind at all I was kind of seeing it it still felt really far away it was sort of in China and uh, maybe a couple of cases close to home but with the fiance visa process that was kind of dominating my awareness at that time so I think I just I was so relieved to just be here and get on the plane that it really wasn't on my radar at all I think it's really happened very quickly for a lot of people the rules the around you know what we can and can't do um, have changed so quickly. The restrictions coming into place have changed. One week we were able to go to the theatre. The next week we weren't really able to even socialise with our with our neighbours and with our friends. So it's it happened really quickly, but I wasn't, definitely wasn't thinking about it when I moved <laughs> over and so didn't see this happening. <laughs> and Kate, you came over to visit February? Uh, no, I booked my ticket in February. And then we arrived on the 8th of March. This all began as a, as a holiday process that we were going to come and stay with Becky and Michael for a couple of weeks. And then it's part of a three-month tour of the States. Well, it's been more like a three-mile tour of the States. Right. If I'm right. <laughs> um, we're a little bit uh, more restricted than we ever expected to be, and that's putting it mildly. By the time we booked our tickets, there were probably a couple of cases in Italy, a few cases in Italy. So it was on our radar. So when we came over and arrived on the 8th of May, we did social distance for the first two weeks, just really out of courtesy to everybody else. But obviously within those first, well, first week really, wasn't it? We were told that social distancing was great, but social isolation was on the cards. Gradually things did shut down. So really from our point of view, from from day one, we've been here in the house with the newlyweds. (laughs) 
So when you flew over in March, there was no discussion during the flight or when you arrived or questioning, nothing? No, no, there was certainly no, uh, no official. Oh, no, sorry, that's not quite right. There were posters up. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were posters in the airports mm-hmm. quite regularly. We came in through Dublin. And Dublin was about to get ready for St. Patrick's Day. So there was a lot of green up. But I do remember seeing there were a couple of posters just saying, if you have any symptoms. And really, that's the way we were looking at it, that it was something that was happening in Korea and in China. And, oh, whoops, there's a few cases in Italy, but that's fine. Our personal hygiene is great. Self dis- Social distancing is, is going to work. So, yeah, as Becky said, I think... Yes, it has been happening all over the world, but the dawning of it and the, in your mind and the realisation of how serious it is, mm-hmm. that, that came maybe quite slowly and then quite suddenly. When you think of, you've been sheltering in place basically since you've arrived, Kate, mm-hmm. do you think that the experience is different than it would be if you were sheltering in place in Wales? Um, yes, I do. I mean, the, the main thing and the real positive is the weather, I have to say. <laughs> being, being British, we enjoy the sunshine very much and don't get terribly much of it. But over here, we've been able to enjoy the, the outdoors, the garden and the porch and taking walks and things. And that's been great. The front porch uh, lifestyle has <laughs> been a real eye-opener. In Wales, I live in a, a little medieval town with about, oh, I suppose, 5,000 in North Wales. We, my friends are mostly in villages only a couple of miles away and that's never usually a problem Um, but nowadays we wouldn't be allowed to socialize whereas here we can sit on the front porch and we can talk to people that they go by they're three four five meters away on the other side of the road we can talk across the fence to somebody that's in a garden not even next door but next door but one and everybody's been so warm and welcoming that the front porch living lifestyle if you like uh, certainly something I want to take back with me when I go back to North Wales and I look for my next house it's not going to be about the bathrooms, it's going to be about the front porch. <laughs> I think all the time about how learning how to think about every single action that you take. When we leave the house, constantly nervous that I'm going to forget my mask or I'm going to touch something or I'm going to accidentally mm. touch my face. It's mm-hmm. a completely different way of living just the most basic things like grocery shopping. Do you think that this has changed your life for good, this experience? Or is it something that you'll just kind of experience and then go back to the way you lived your life before? I'd always joked at home that it would be really great if you could swap the shopping cart with somebody else because I'd get more creative. You know, if suddenly in a supermarket, a bell would ring and you could swap and have other things because I think I'm sort of coming up 60 and I think I've probably cooked the same meals within a, a broad range, but the same meals for most of my life. Whereas here, we've got so much more time. That's something we've really done, isn't it? It's slow right down. And Becky's always cooked from scratch and I'm learning to cook from scratch. So... <laughs> So yes, she's still teaching her mom a few things. And yeah, we've certainly learned it slowed me down um, because I've wanted to slow down. And I think that's really, really helped us to, to get through. Days can be quite long, but no, we've, we've slowed right down. And personally, that, that's taught me a great deal. How about you, mm-hmm. Han? I think um, I've really noticed instead of being distracted by the next thing that's happening, you know, being annoyed at the guy in the car next to you who's just run the red light, but okay, well, we're in work now, so it's fine. You know, you actually have to spend time with what's going on. Um, And obviously, my mum being here, we've had just some dynamics that took us a while to get to the point where, you know, we can cook harmoniously and spend days together and have all these projects together. So I think it's just been a really good opportunity to kind of reflect on yourself, become much more aware of how things are for you. 
and really forces you to kind of create time, you know, when you need it or figure out how to how to make this work for you. And um, I think there's a lot of people who this is going to be extremely beneficial for to have the space and energy to create, to reach out with friends, to socialize, as you say, mum, to slow down. It is going to be tricky. It's for everybody. You know, it's a very stressful situation to be in, regardless of what situation you're at, you're individually in. But I think that's really uniting as well, that everybody is experiencing kind of this common thing, this common restriction, this kind of situation but it's so unique and individual and everybody's responding to it so differently and I think just seeing adaptability in people you know my previous role as I said the we talked for a good year about working from home and that was when I left six months ago and now suddenly overnight people have just had to and it's not ideal it's not in the way that maybe it could be um you know there's definitely glitches with the system and people trying to figure it out for themselves but actually people are adaptable this is completely doable you know people are taking on completely different roles to help out where it's needed most and I think you just constantly see that people will kind of overcome and take on challenges and just continue to adapt whatever was thrown at them so it's really inspiring and it makes I suppose as well just with the limitations it just gives you that chance to focus on the good things as well and kind of gratitude and very basic things I woke up this morning and I glanced out the window and there's this bright red bird just sitting on the balcony and I was just oh. in awe <laughs> because they are always flying by so quickly I've never seen one just actually staying still and I was like wow that's amazing but yeah if you know that doesn't happen when you've got 100 things to do on your to-do list in the day so Mm, that's true and you have more time to be to be grateful I look I watch the news and I I'm a I don't know why I've become obsessed with numbers but every morning I look at the numbers and see how they've increased in different countries and I watch the I'm just awestruck at how lucky I am that I have four comfortable walls to to huddle under I have a husband uh to be with I, I I just feel like there's so many of our other human neighbors that are having a really tough time. And it it brings all that up very vividly. And it's right across the world, isn't it? It's um, I've been lucky enough to travel in the last five or six years and I, with a backpack on my own, but it means that I've made friends in New Zealand and in Asia and as well as at home, obviously, and and in, in Nepal, which is a country I try to get to whenever I can. And the fact that we're all, as you said, we're all going through this together. The community the community support here in Harbour de Grace has been incredible. Mm-hmm. There's the cheery smiles, the light up in the evening that everybody does the with porch. their porch lights. Yeah. The, the community's been great, but also right across the world. The full moon that we had the other night, I had a photograph from a friend in New Zealand celebrating the full mm-hmm. moon. And then within eight hours or whatever it was, I had a right. picture pop up on, from a friend in, in Wales, exactly the same full moon. And it really does make you realise that they have shortages of flour in the smallest village in Nepal and in the biggest city in New Zealand. More for all its glitz and all its wealth has got shortages. And if you're if you're shut down in a four walls, it doesn't really matter whether those four walls have got a huge footprint and six bedrooms and four bathrooms, yeah. or whether it's it's just one little apartment room. Um, it's a leveler. It really is, and we're all going through this together. Whether you've got a bike on the car or, a, or three cars, it's um, you can't go anywhere. Whatever colour your roots were, they're sure as heck coming through again now. (laughs) And we both have that, one at nearly 60 and one at 30. (laughs) Well, I hope that part of our awareness doesn't change. I hope we remember that when we get through this, that we've got neighbours all over the world and and, um, we're we're all human and we're all in this world together. Absolutely. 
we're in our fourth week of home isolation in the United States, and we're all sheltering in place if we can. A lot of us can't. A lot of us are going to work in grocery stores and to deliver our mail and, and of course, in the hospital. It's pretty tough to think about anything else. And I'm so glad that I was able to talk to you two today and, 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 and laugh about the good things and the funny things that, that bring us all together in this. And I hope that that's one of the, the silver linings that we can carry mm -hmm. with us at the end of this challenge. Your, your conversation inspires me. I love listening to your accents. I hope <laughs> I can listen to them more. I love it that you're in Habit of Grace. And thank you. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you for sharing your story. A pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having us. And you do know that we're not the ones with the accents, don't no. you? <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> That wraps up our program today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you like what you hear, please subscribe with your podcast directly of choice. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitchers, and Apple Podcasts. And follow our blog at savetheworldeveryday.com. Please stay healthy and safe. Stay home if you can. Until next time.